Welcome to the International Door Association's DoorCast. The ITA DoorCast will provide news and notes from the building and remodeling industry and tips and tidbits to help you improve your business. Now, here's your DoorCast host, IDA Executive Director, Mike Fisher. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the IDA DoorCast. This is Mike Fisher. Roy, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Mike. Thank you. Roy is a door industry consultant who's been in the industry. We were trying to figure this out earlier, almost 50 years, and I can't wait for you to tell that story. Based in Arizona, and uh, Roy, why don't you tell us a little bit about how certification and accreditation can help door businesses prosper. Why don't you start, Roy, by telling us a little bit about your career in the industry and your family, if you like. Yeah, I did start in 1972, just on a whim. Somebody said, hey, you want to come to this company that they're hiring, looking for assemblers. The name of the company was Automatic Door Name in Patterson, New Jersey. They made residential commercial door operators. And I went there and I was just doing silly things like, you know, bolting a, a bracket to another one and so forth. It was, you know, you had to do like 126 these pieces a day. And I was able to do it dollar an hour. It wasn't, you know, cutting the mustard, but I still stayed there for seven years. That company had a lot of customers in the Montreal and Ontario, Canada area. The resolution for that was to build a manufacturing plant in Montreal, Canada. So, you know, they decided they would do that. They would, you know, build something up there using Canadian steel, Canadian labor, and then they wouldn't have to worry about that exchange rate and they could still sell operators in the country of Canada. Of course, uh, seven years I'd worked there in Patterson, New Jersey. I'd, I worked every position. So when it came time to do that Canadian venture, they needed somebody. And um, it's funny, I was living in Florida at the time, but my father called me down there and said, Roy, Leon Hunt, he was one of the owners of Automatic Dorman in the beginning. He's been looking for you. So I said, oh, fine. So I got in my Firebird. I had a Firebird Trans Am at the time. And I drove up to New Jersey and um, I saw Mr. Hunt and... He explained the whole idea of opening up this factory there. He goes, Roy, you know all the wiring, you know all the mechanicals of it. We're looking for somebody to go up there. So they did the paperwork with Canada Immigration. And I ended up one day on May 1st, 1978, it was. I ended up driving into, up to the Nicole border, Champlain, New York, Nicole, Quebec border. And I crossed, had the paperwork, I showed it to him, and they let me go right away. And then I went up to um, Lynx Industry was the name of the company at the time. There was a whole area that they opened up just for the um, commercial door operator and residential door operator production. So, I mean, I spent all of 1978 just, you know, prepping that and trying to copy what I knew from Patterson, New Jersey into that plant. It was a big learning curve. There was a big learning curve there. But, I mean, I grew up fast and um, I learned everything there was to know about, you know, garage door operators during that, that stint. And it worked out pretty well. And I guess it was... There was also, there was one woman working in that company. Her name was Lena. And me and her started having a relationship. In 1980, we got, got engaged and then I got married with two of her. And we had two boys in Canada, Roy and Jesse, another Roy, just keeping the line going because I, my grandfather was Roy, my father was Roy. So I just kept that going. I worked there for, uh, I guess it was another 18 years or so. Being, let's say, a first-hand man for Bob Schramm. Bob Schramm was the one that actually was managing that thing and took it over. He was a great person. I loved him like a father. I mean, my wife didn't like to drive in Montreal. I mean, the snow there was horrendous. I mean, when you got out there, I loved it. She couldn't stand driving in snow. And I had visited Arizona on many occasions. I had friends in Tucson. And um, I said, well, you know what you want, Lena? You probably want to, you want to probably live in, in Arizona. There's no snow there. 
just on a whim, I just decided, you know, I mean, after a big snowstorm and I was getting sick and tired of the cold, I said to my wife, are you ready to still move to Arizona? And she said, yeah, if we can. So we sold our house and we made plans to go. But I didn't make plans without him work. I knew George Manaris at the time. I'd gotten to know him pretty well from meeting him at garage door shows and so forth. And George always said, Roy, there's an open door for you at my company. Anytime you want to make a change, come see me. So I did. One day I said, well, you know what I want to do? I'm, I'm going to try and move to Arizona. Is there anything I can do down there for you? He goes, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about going there myself. One day I just ended up down here in Arizona. We ended up coming down. And um, we've been here since. That was 1996 that happened. And I've been here since then. I guess it's like 18 years. They had good ideas there. Michael Lee was a West Point grad. I mean, he was a real... When it came to structure and organization, this guy, there was nobody better. He said, um, Roy, I want you to train our people to know about commercial door operators, residential door operators. They don't know much about it. But I did go around to all their locations through the United States, Ohio, Dallas. They had a place down in Fort Lauderdale, also Florida. And I did train a lot of people. Little by little, I got through them all. I've been involved in a lot of new startups, and that is my forte, sort of. So what I started doing is I just started doing more and more consulting. Companies like Fraba or um, even Miller Edge, I did a little run with them and so on. And then there's Marantech, which took me on as a consultant in 2017. I've been very active with them. They've been wanting to bring in commercial door operators in the United States. They weren't quite sure if it would be accepted. So I wrote like mountains of articles and stuff and, 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 and writings for them. I missed two shows, which really hurt me. So I missed a 2020 show in Salt Lake City. And then the next one came, oh, God, then I looked forward for a whole year. I was counting the days. T-minus 200 days to go, and we're going to go to New Orleans. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities, and it didn't happen. So, you know, that helps me go, oh, COVID, fears. It's okay. It's understandable. And I said, oh, God, I go to the next one. Where is going to be Las Vegas? And that's easy for me because I can get in a car and drive five hours, and I'm there. Can't wait, actually, see the hundreds of people I know again. That's one of the reasons why I go to this, just to see the people that I, I know. I mean, sure, you see good, you see new product and so on. It's fantastic. I mean, anybody that doesn't go to that show, you lose. You lose them. That is where you should be every year, finding other product to work with your other products and so on and, you know, get better deals for yourself and maybe profit more and grow your company, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, these people, some of these people can actually show you how to sell more. So, I mean, I don't want to ever miss a show again. I want to thank you for the Expo Plus plug. That was good. Yeah, I think we're all looking forward to getting back to traveling again. You mentioned uh, a few minutes ago being interested in startups. So you've been involved in a couple of startups on the industry side, which is part of your career, but you've also done that as a volunteer. So I know you were engaged when we went from Dota and Far West to create the International Door Association. So you've been a volunteer for IDA, correct? Yes. I mean, I did whatever I could, you know, to help them. But I mean, it probably started with CDI. CDI was, you know, being in Canada, I was active in the CDI, Canadian Door Institute. CDI was great. They worked locally too. There were like, you know, there was a chapter in every every province. I mean, once I once my name got out there, hey, this is Guy Roy who knows a lot of crap about commercial door operators and operators in general. I started being asked to come. So I, uh, the annual CDI show, there was one every year too. The IDA was born from Dota and Far Western. And it was a good deal that that happened. And now we're only going to go every second year. And you want to know something? That's fully acceptable. Everybody I've spoken to about it is all on board for that. So that was the right decision, Mike. Going to every other year Expo Plus does have an impact on uh, IDA's operations. But we have added Educons. 
if there's no expo, we will be having an Educon and we're going to have one every fall as well, even in expo years. So I think that's good news. We're going to try to actually create more programming and have more opportunities for dealers to attend that. We're going to talk about IDEA, which was created and chartered by DASMA and IDA as the Institute of Door Dealer Education and Accreditation. So tell me about the early days of IDEA and your involvement. Right. Okay. Well, in the very early days, the first couple of years, I would just, you know, handle it on a phone call basis. Todd Thomas would call me and ask me some stuff and I would just help him out that way. But I mean, as time went on, they would meet it at the, at the actual expo or so on. They started to include me in some of those meetings and so forth, just so they could, you know, have somebody that was not in their group so they could have some objectivity. And, um, you know, I would, you know, I was good for that. And Todd knew it. And I, I, I was always ready to, you know, to, to help IDEA. But I mean, I had an ulterior motor. I really wanted to be on that board. I thought that was, you know, the next best thing since IDEA and DASMA had actually created it and established it. So I thought, you know, I want to be on that. I want to be in, in that, that click. That's the, that's the best people in our industry. And I want to be in with the best people in our industry. So, you know, I, I, I did everything I could to assist them anytime they wanted me to help them. I, I was right. I was right there. Then when a door tech, they started doing the door tech um, DVDs. I mean, the first one was residential. And I think um, Kevin Petit, he, he started in that whole thing. Then came the commercial ones. And, you know, of course I was asked and I agreed to do it. I traveled to uh, Illinois a couple of times to do something with um, the filming there for that commercial troubleshooting DVD. And we had, they had all the operators at the, um, at the uh, LiftMaster plant there. It all commercial operators there. Then what we would do is we would systematically go through, I would say, okay, this is a transformer. And here's how you test it. And I would take a voltmeter and I would, you know, show how to set the meter on the right setting, VAC, volts, AC, and then show, you know, the reading 24 volts this is on, the, on a secondary or low voltage side. And so on. And I did that and they filmed it. The IDEA, IDEA, I thought was a great thing. We need more experts in our industry. That's for sure. There's not enough. There's not enough. They would find work immediately if there was one. That EduCon, I was very excited about that when I heard about it the first time. I'm sorry to make it. That is actually showing people how to be better, okay, and how to know more. So, Roy, you actually are part of the IDEA accreditation program. You are a certified door dealer consultant, right? Exactly. Yes. I always want to be, you know, one of the one of the actual accredited people that you know you you see listed sometimes. I mean, I wanted the recognition, and but I didn't have a garage door dealership or service company going at, since the start of IDEA. You know, you needed to have your own company and there was some requirements. So, and then all of a sudden one day comes along the CDDC, the Certified Door Dealer Consultant. And um, Tom Wadsworth was one of the first people to actually take that test and pass it. And I read a story that he put in the magazine on it, Dasma Magazine. And then I clicked on me, hey, I'm a consultant. I know a lot of stuff about the, all the different you know, aspects of our industry. So then I, you know, contacted um, Todd Thomas and I asked him, I told him I want to do it. And he goes, all right, it's a hundred bucks. And then they sent me a test. He sent me a test by overnight mail and I took it. And, you know, it was like multiple choice. You know, you, 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 dial, you call it in the little circle. He asked me the questions by phone and I told him. Yeah, so Todd, Todd you know, he, um, he scored my, my exam and, he said, all right, you passed. You got 80. You needed to get 85%. I think I had 84 and a half or something. I don't know. I was close. 
But he goes, but it's about right. He goes, that, that just shows us that this is about right because you know a lot and you just made it at the threshold of either failing or passing. So it's probably, those questions on a test are probably, you know, spot on where we need to be. You actually use my score as, you know, as something that probably should be average for a person to want to get a CDDC. So I've been a CDDC since, but then it, what, what you got to do is you, you got to show so many CEUs every year in order to maintain it. And, you know, not going to the last couple shows, you know, not attending any other seminars. That's why I have to go to the door show. I've got to get some CEUs. And that's a great thing for anybody who's accredited and has any accreditation, regardless of what it is, you do need to get CEUs and the expo is a perfect place to do that. Yeah, the CEUs, otherwise, you know, you got to go to like, I could go up to ASU here to go to a continuing educational course of some sort. You're a firm believer in the value of dealer accreditation and certified technicians, aren't you? Yes, I th- it's working. It's working. I'm going to tell you why I know that. Somebody from my, somebody in California called my son to have an operator installed at Luxor Door. And they said, you know what we like about your company, Roy? You're an IDA member because he's got that plaque with the little stickers. Somebody actually said that. I'd never heard that before. Wow. To get down to that level of homeowners knowing the IDA and the IDEA, but I've heard it from other people in our industry. They say, yeah, I should be, I should be IDEA you know, certified. I go, do it. Do it. The IDEA, IDEA needs it. They need more people and so on. I would like to be a master tech. I know I could do it. I know I have the knowledge for it. Only a CDDC, only a CDDC allows me to, you know, allowed me to actually get my foot in the door of the IDEA. And I'm happy to be there with this. One of the things that we have to deal with in the door marketplace are some specific specialties. And we're going to talk about a couple of those now, rolling steel fire doors. That's a really important piece of our door market. As you know, there have been some changes made to NFPA 80 and now to the International Fire Code that are actually calling out the need to have a trained rolling steel fire door systems technician. And yes, that is the phrase that's now in NFPA 80 and in the International Fire Code. So do you see that as that code requirement to have those annual inspections actually gets a little bit more teeth in it in the fire code and in NFPA 80, you see that helping the value of having a certified tech who actually has got the fire door credentials? Absolutely, immensely. You know, I mean, geez, because the enforcement part of it has been the thorn in it. That's probably not the right word of thorn, but um, it's been the, um, let's say. The missing, how about the missing link? The missing element of it, right, exactly, thank you. The missing element, because, I mean, fire doors, I know for a fact there are fire doors out there for my own testing, my own drop tests that didn't, passed the tests and they still sit like that years later in places like stadiums where like maybe you know like 50,000 people are seated sometimes I mean hell that's a safety hazard in itself the thing is to know that that hurts my heart I thought insurance companies and the people who you know who write fire hazard um, policies were the people who would say hey you need to have this so we can put it in your file but that's not happening. But that's where I thought the actual enforcement would occur, but it didn't happen that way. I'm glad it happened anyway through NFPA 80 or NFPA. This is great. This is great. Oh yeah, suddenly now it's business for everybody. I think Factory Mutual has a role to play in this as well. So hopefully they will come on board. But as we talk about this issue, let's not forget, especially with your background in operators on the commercial side, 
and residential standards as well have all evolved over the past few decades. We believe that operator installation and having technicians who are properly trained and certified in operator installation is another important piece to make sure that we have a safe built environment. You see a lot of value in the operator aspects of the certified tech program with IDEA? Yes, huge, huge benefit, huge value. You know, I mean, because I see things out there. I mean, Mike, you you, you see garage door techs, right? Hall of shame, wall of shame. Some of the things that go on out there, I mean, it's it's hilarious. It makes me laugh days later, even. Some of the pictures that, you know, some of the photos that people are posting out there. There's some ridiculous, you know, work going on out there. And guess what? Homeowners know zero about it. So as far as they're concerned, even building owners, as far as they're concerned, okay, it's going up and down. It must be good. Another issue, Roy, is growing enforcement of the wind load requirements that frankly have been in the code across the U.S. for a long time, but now are starting to get more attention because of the insurance industry that is seeing the need to have these code requirements enforced at local levels. So another area of interest for IDEA is to make sure that our certified techs have good expertise in wind load installation as well. I'm glad that they're looking at that because, you know, I mean, did you talk, I always thought that that was only maybe related to the coastal regions, Florida, maybe Louisiana, Mississippi, maybe even like Outer Banks, North Carolina region and so on. Then we do have Santa Ana winds that come into California. They usually stoke the fires. And, you know, that's pretty strong wind and so forth. It's so weird about it. You know, when, when the thing's coming at you, you got a positive push against the door so the door can be blown in. But after the hurricane goes over your house, that is a negative flow and it actually pulls the door out. It'll pull the whole 16 by seven door out in your driveway. Cable's still connected to the drums and everything. On the issue of negative pressure, you may be aware of this when you actually do the calculations for wind loads for exterior doors, it's the negative pressure that's actually greater than the positive pressure. So doors need to be stronger in that, as you said, the negative side where they can end up on the, in the driveway on the ground. I actually was in Florida in that market when Andrew hit and saw the evolution that happened. It, it has changed the market mm -hmm. completely. Well, uh, it's uh, changed the market completely in Florida. And now, as I said, we're seeing it move into other areas, whether it's up through the Atlantic coast, across the Gulf coast. And as you said, in other areas of the country, for example, the Santa Ana winds from a door dealer standpoint, it is providing a product that complies with the code. So you're, you're looking at a legal product that actually meets the requirements that are in effect. And in a time when enforcement is not uniform, we have to do a better job of educating those code officials. So we are working on that. And we want our dealer members to see that as a, as a business opportunity, but also as doing the right thing, providing a safe product for their customers and for the built environment where we, we all have to live, work, and play. Another opportunity that comes along with that is actually looking at the substrate. So when you attach a wind-loaded garage door, if you're doing a replacement project and you know the door has been tested, it does have to rely on the attachment to the house. So if the jams that are there, if the condition of the jams that are in place aren't <coughs> appropriate, if they're damaged or if they're broken and split, then that's another opportunity to actually sell the jam replacements to the building owner when you're selling the new door. Installing a new door on the substrate that's not gonna hold it up doesn't make a lot of sense after all. No. So we've talked a little bit, Roy, about all this background of how IDEA's programs can help 
technicians become better at what they do. It also, I think, provides some opportunities for dealers to connect the dots. So, and you talked about how about how someone said, hey, we like your company. It's an IDA, you're an IDA member. It sounds mm -hmm. like what you're also suggesting is that our members who are IDEA accredited or who have certified techs should be using that information to differentiate themselves in the marketplace to help create awareness of that and hopefully help increase the professionalism of the entire industry. You know, I mean, having it on, having it on your web, the website, doors.org, you know, find a, you know, an accredited dealer or whatever. I like that. That's one way that we're trying to help IDEA market their program. Absolutely. And also changes a little bit of the nuance of the relationship between a business owner and their technician. So it's not really just a job. If you have an accredited dealer whose technicians have been certified by IDEA, you can get them to start thinking of that as a career, not just a job. Roy, I think another benefit of the IDEA program for a door dealer is on the risk management side. So there's two parts of that. One is you could use the training and the education to actually create a safer workplace. Yes, that's the most important thing. Make the, the workplace safe. I'm not, I know guys who think that, you know, workplace safety starts when you get to the job. I always say, no, it starts from when you leave your house to when you get back to work, back home, because you're driving that truck and, you know, you got to be careful about it. Don't overload these guys. They overload the trucks. And when you want to hit the brakes, man, they don't stop. So there's that aspect of it. And then, of course, not just your own safety, but, you know, the safety of the people around you when you're working in the garage. And, and then is that the safety of the actual mechanized door, you know, which UL325 pretty much has a handle on. But, you know, you got to make sure these guys are doing it. There are still people out there putting the photo cells, taping them together and putting them on top of the operator. And the photo cell or the photo sensor um, amendment in the UL325 went into effect in 1993. I mean, that's what, I mean, there's so many different aspects of safety. There's your own safety, safety of the people around you, safety on the job, you know, ladder safety, that's a whole other issue. And then there's the safety of the door itself. Let's make sure we install this thing properly so it's safe for the homeowners. Now this guy's just willing to cut it, you know, save a dollar here or there and not go the full mile. Okay, and that's what's bugging me more than anything. I hate when I find that stuff. It's like, this is not right. But yeah, safety is important, there's so, but there's so many aspects of it. Your truck safety, are you driving a truck that's overloaded and got no air in the tires? I see that too. And that's what IDEA and IDA enforce or actually push. Safety of your employees is important. Safety of your customers is important. And besides that, it's also good business. So as we know, the cost of workman's comp insurance has skyrocketed in the past decades. It's almost unmanageable. And yet improving safety in your workplace is a big way to help manage that cost. So when we talk about risk management, yes, it's about safety, but it's also about being a smart businessman as well and managing your resources. So we obviously promote that. And I believe that the IDEA certification and accreditation programs helps our members be safer in their operations and it helps their customers have a safer installation. Well. Roy, I got to say, it's been really great to catch up with you on today's DoorCast. I really appreciate you joining me today at the Winding Bar Cafe, as I like to call this mm -hmm. little place where we meet. Yeah. And, um, you know, in closing, from my point of view, I would say just you're doing, you're doing what has to be done and just continue to stay the course. I mean, sometimes you just got to hammer the nail more times than you want to just to get it to go. In the, but, you know, just keep hammering away at this. This is, this is where 
the IDA is going to have the best benefit to our people, safety and pushing safety and making sure everybody knows what they're doing. And they do it right by the owner, doing right by the homeowner. That should be a slogan somewhere in there. Do right by the homeowner. I like that one. My guest today has been Roy Bartowell, door industry consultant who's working on 50 years in the industry. We've been talking about how IDEA certification and accreditation can help your business prosper. Roy, thanks again for coming on board. I appreciate your time today. Mike, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. To our listeners, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you enjoyed today's IDA DoorCast, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the IDA DoorCast. Be sure to catch our next episode. For more information about IDA, visit doors.org. See you next time.